So hi everybody, this is episode 39 and I'm recording this in a hotel room with my husband listening, which is a first. Uh, I'm in London because tomorrow is graduation and I'm recording this sat on the floor on a pillow in between the wardrobes, uh, in between two wardrobes. So this is as, you know, improvised as it gets. But I was like, nope, I have to record the pod. It's a Sunday and here it's 6.23. So I'm literally creeping in at the end of the week. Uh, and that's why there isn't a video either, because I was like, I, I just can't be doing with the editing malarkey today. But there are things to talk about. So here we go. Uh, so, yes, I'm very excited about graduation. And uh, after two years of a lot of work, here we go, finally here. Um, robes, mortarboard, all of that shenanigans uh, will be happening. Um, but the sort of two big things I wanted to talk about were um, some learnings that came up from the YC Startup School um, at one of their lectures that took place this week. And it was on specifically business models and pricing strategies, which was really interesting. And then also like my pivot to a new business idea which is completely related to everything I've been doing but you know basically pivot 155 at this point uh, and I'm trying to sort of build things out but think of it as like what if Airbnb and WeWork had a baby and I really have no idea if I should have said that but um, you know the whole fear of ideas and stuff being being taken but it's something that I'm really excited about and I really believe in building in public so I'm hoping that people might be able to help out and so I'm, I'm starting to speak to some developers especially in no code to try and get some proof of concepts out and uh, and we shall see but if that sounds remotely interesting in terms of listing events that you might host or attending events others might host in their homes in the same way that airbnb hosts for accommodation with community very much at the heart of it not just a venue but actually learning and meeting people then i would love to hear your feedback and please get in touch because i'm really really excited about where this could go right now so um hopefully it's easy for people to understand i'm happy to talk more about it as well but it's something that I think really has legs out of all of the crazy different ideas that I've had up to now. So there we go. Watch this space. But in the meantime, the most important thing I think for you guys is some of the learnings that came up from this YC startup school thing. And basically what they did was a bit of an analysis of the top performing companies that they've invested in and, uh, they basically said that of the top 100 YC companies, about two thirds of them were sort of in the either SaaS, transactional or marketplace space. So by marketplace, obviously, we mean like Airbnb or Instacart. For SaaS, it could be like Zapier or uh, Trello. Um, and then for transactional, that's where you're literally providing the um, the ability for somebody to even transact and to make a purchase in the first place. So that could be like Stripe um, or Brex, you know, if it's a, a credit card. So that I thought was really interesting. And they sort of dug a little bit deeper into that. And then they said, that, you know, of the top 10 companies, 
five of those, so 50% of those were marketplaces, even though they're really hard and in some ways have fallen out of vogue in terms, I was surprised when they said that because I really thought the marketplace had fallen out of vogue, but maybe it's just that they are so hard and you see so many, so many people think they can do marketplaces, but they really can't. Um, so that's that was quite interesting, you know, and, and you also have to then worry about finding both the suppliers and the sellers. But and I think in some ways this sort of validates my I'm going to call it work with idea uh, for my startup, which is if somebody can be on both the demand side and the supplier side at the same time, then you're not necessarily having to find two audiences. You're finding one who can actually achieve both. And so then you're having to reduce your. Um, the pain points and the, and the amount of work that you have to do uh, so that was interesting but um, anyway so then they were talking about transactional businesses and apparently 22% of their top 100 are transactional and they create about 30% of their value uh, YC's value this was um, and then for SaaS companies in some ways they were they didn't quite say it like this but I interpreted it as they were steady bet you're going to get more recurring revenue and maybe not going to change the world in the same way. The numbers aren't maybe going to be quite as high as a really successful like Airbnb, but it's a really good, solid investment um, or where, area that you might want to start a company in. And so 31% of their top 100 companies were SaaS. So there you go. So if anybody's thinking of starting or has a SaaS a transactional or a marketplace business, then yes, they might be hard, but you're really hedging your bets and putting uh, your money in a stronger area, your time in a stronger area than you might be if it was something else. And specifically, advertising came up, you know, only 3% of the top 100 companies were in the advertising space. So as in a company who would make their money by selling advertising, like reddit or twitch because what you're basically saying is that you have to create a top 10 site on the internet in order to get the transactional sorry not transaction in order to get the eyeball volume that you need to then be worth your while to sell those um users in effect to uh, a marketer and they were sort of steering clear from anything that had like non-recurring revenue you know sort of project by project basis and so um that was hard because it makes it harder to scale because really then you need lots of people to scale the business you know it's that's a limiting factor you know like consultancies um you know a Deloitte uh a corporate strategist a business strategist that type of thing it's really hard affiliate businesses because again like advertising you're reliant on sheer volume you're just skimming money off the top as opposed to creating value in the first place um hardware businesses because you're having to create everything you're going to own having to outlay lots of money in the first place in order to create it and they didn't say this either but I've got to think that food and beverage companies are probably in a similar space because just because of the amount of money that you have to invest in them to get them off the ground so that was really interesting um and they also said, you know, from a pricing strategy, don't worry about asking people to pay. In fact, you should ask people to pay immediately because then it really forces them to put their money where their mouth is. Uh, and I know that I've really struggled with that. And I am now charging, as I think probably most of you know, for the events that I've been running. And that was a um, that was quite hard for me to go. Ooh, 
are people going to come? But people are coming and they're still buying tickets. Um, the no-show rate is still exactly the same, which I find fascinating. Um, but, you know, if they're going to no-show and pay, then fine. But, uh, yeah, so don't be afraid to ask people to pay. And also don't be afraid to to ask for more as well, because you need to make sure that you're, you are charging an amount that is reassuringly expensive, i.e. you don't want to sell yourself so short that people then don't trust your product because they think that you... Um, you know, aren't going to be a good guardian of data or of security or whatever it might be. So that was important. And then, you know, you can raise your prices in the future and you can do that in a few different ways. You could grandfather people in. So people who have been with you, uh, customers who have been with you for a while, they stay on the original rates and then you just charge more for new people coming in you could increase rates at the same time that you are adding and releasing additional features so they feel like they're getting more money for um for the service uh, sorry they feel like they're getting more value from the service even though they might be paying a bit more um or you could you know do it incrementally um so you know increasing rates incrementally over over a period of time so they don't necessarily feel it quite so much uh, so that was quite interesting they did say that people are moving away from sort of fixed tiers but maybe more a usage-based pricing model and so that's so that you can then keep maximizing revenue as your customers are utilizing your product more so rather than saying okay here's a premium level and it doesn't matter what, how much you use it it's going to be no making this up ten thousand dollars but actually, rather, if you have like a usage base or a bums on seat type model, I guess like Slack, you know, they charge per user, I want to say about $9 per user uh, per month. And so then as their business grows, your revenue is going to grow as opposed to capping out and then you needing to look for other customers. So that was quite a lot of really interesting insights from them. So a massive thank you to YC startup school and in particular Aaron Epstein who gave that presentation um, again if you haven't joined the startup school program this time they're going to be running it again and I'd highly recommend it. it's only getting better and better and better but in the meantime I am going to love you and leave you I'm going to have a glass of celebratory champagne on the terrace in our hotel and the next time we speak I will officially be able to say MBA at the end and I might even have a developer helping me build the new iteration of the uh, the startup so thanks so much everyone have a great rest of your weekend if you're listening to this in the states and i will be back with you very soon